Welcome to another inspiring message from David Hall, pastor of LifePoint Church, Adelaide, Australia. It's our sincere prayer that you would experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit as you listen to this message. For more information, please visit davidhall.com.au. Let's just get Acts 2.38 for just a moment. self-control not to just start singing that song again, you know. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. You, somebody say you. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for this promise is to you, to your children to all who are afar off and as many as the Lord our God will call. His promise is for you. The things of the Spirit are for you. The power of the Holy Spirit is for you. It's not for some and not others. The power of God is for every person in this room right now. And I'm believing God for a fresh touch for every person here tonight. This power is for you. You know, so often we come into an atmosphere and feel like the power of God is in the atmosphere. I want to want to put an arrowhead on this thing and let you know this power is actually for you. This anointing is for you. This touch, he, he didn't say some will receive power. He said you shall receive power. This is, this is for you. I remember going to a post office one time that had uh, be, been, it had been robbed a couple of times somewhere down near Mawson Lakes where we used to live and, and I remember going to the post office and, and there was a sign on the post office door and it, and it said keep out this means you keep out this means you and, and, and it, it seemed to me that the manager didn't really want me in his office that was the, that was the sense that I had I, I felt like maybe the manager was just trying to explain that this was not a place for any person other than who they wanted there and I remember thinking to myself Gee, that's harsh. They could have just said, this is private, or, or, or they just went, keep out. Private, keep out. You know, I think sometimes when it comes to the things of the Holy Spirit, not that there's a sign that says keep out, but the devil wants to tell you keep out. The enemy wants to keep you away from the flow of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the powers of the enemy want to get in your head and say, just back off that Holy Spirit stuff. And, and I just want to encourage you. This is not keep out. This is come in. This is to any person that's hungry, come drink of the rivers of life. Come drink of the living waters of heaven. This is poured out. His anointing is for every person. He said it out of your innermost being will flow a river of living water. And this is... This is for you. Jesus has the opposite message. He's not keep out. This means you. He's come in. This means you. This is for every person. And when Peter preached his first message on the Holy Spirit, he says, you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This promise is to you. This means you. This is for you. You say, Dave, this is a pretty simple thought. Why are you, why are you 
Why this? Because I feel like sometimes in church life, some people are hungry and expectant. Other people are unsure. Other people are like, oh, I don't know about this. I want to tell you, no matter where you are, what your background is, whether you've been saved a couple of weeks, whether you've been saved your whole life, the power of the Holy Spirit is for every single person in this place. This anointing. He says, I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. That sounds to me like He had everybody in mind when he, when he sent the Holy Spirit. And so tonight, I just want to take a, a minute and, and just look at this for a minute because he, he, even in, in Acts chapter 19, he said, he, sa- he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said, we didn't know there was a Holy Spirit. He said, did you? He wasn't asking about their theology. He wasn't asking about what church they went to. He simply said, hey, when you got saved, did you get the Holy Ghost? I want to ask you the same question. we got believers in here. Are you filled with the Spirit? Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Is, is that fire alive on the inside of you? Do you, do you know the Holy Ghost? Do you, and when I talk about the Holy Spirit, do you, do you think of Him as a force? Do you think of Him as, as power? Do you think of Him as a, as a dove? Or do you think of Him as a friend? Do you think of Him as someone you know, someone you can lean on, someone you can talk to? See, for me, the Holy Spirit, he, He's not just power in a meeting. That's what He brings. Uh, who He is, is God Himself. And, and He's so real. And you can know the Holy Spirit as your best friend because He's a person. You know, the, the Holy Spirit's not a thing. The Holy Spirit's not an it. This is a thing. This is an it. And the difference between this and a person is, I can't really tell a lie to the pulpit because it doesn't really care. Hey, pulpit. I'm, I'm 53 and I live on a boat. The pulpit doesn't care. It doesn't, doesn't matter what truth or lies I tell. It. You can't lie to a thing or an it, but in Scripture, they lied to the Holy Spirit. I can't quench the personality and vibrancy of this pulpit because it's just a pulpit. But I can quench the Holy Spirit. I can't blaspheme that pulpit. I mean, if I did, I'd look like a raving lunatic. I blaspheme you. You can't, you can't do that, but you can to a person. I can't resist the pulpit because it's not actually putting any force toward me. Because it's not a person, it's a thing. It's an it. I hear people preach on the Holy Spirit. They start talking about it. You know, when it comes upon you, I think, well, you don't know Him. Because if I said Jesus loves you, it died on the cross, you'd say, that doesn't, that's not right. He died on the cross because He's a person. Oh man, God the Father. Man, it's a good Father. No, He's a good Father. Why? Because He's in heaven. He's our God. He's, he's a person and He's real. And the Holy Spirit is a He. He's here. He's real. He's moving. He's alive. And if you want the touch of the Holy Spirit, just say, Holy Spirit, fill me now in the name of Jesus. And He'll come. He's faithful to His Word. He says, I'll give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. Holy Spirit. You know, I... I don't even remember where I was. Maybe it was some old bookshop somewhere. I don't know where I was. I came across an old map. And it was a map of the United States. And it had certain areas that looked the way the maps look today that they had figured out. And the map sort of just keeps going and doesn't really end. And it just says, undiscovered. 
just thought to myself, I feel like that's how it feels with me and the Holy Spirit. There's so much I've yet to discover about who He is and how He reveals God, how He makes Jesus real. And I just want to ask you a question. How long since you've gone to a deep place in God and experienced His anointing? Tonight, we're going to pray. I want to, I want to encourage you to turn your hunger on and believe God wants to do something in this room in the name of Jesus. And Paul, he says to him, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive? He wasn't talking to anybody else. He was talking to them because he knew that this promise was for them. Just like this promise is for you. He says, I'll send the promise of my Father upon you. The Holy Spirit is for every person. I pray that Life Point Church people would be Holy Ghost people, that we'd be supernatural people, that we'd know the, the third person of heaven, we'd know the power of God, we'd know His anointing, you'd know His beauty. I, I'm, I'm not a perfect man, but I know Him. I know His presence. I know when He's talking to me. I know when He arrests my attention. I feel His touch. Even now tonight, as I'm speaking, I feel His presence. I don't feel like I'm up here by myself. I feel like I'm preaching with my best friend, the Holy Spirit. And He's the one that'll walk into a room and make Jesus real. He's the one that'll walk into a room like this and touch your heart and touch your spirit. He's the one that'll bring the love of the Father. The Bible says the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Spirit. There is much that the Holy Spirit does that often will attribute to the Father and attribute to Jesus. And I'm not, not that it even matters. The Holy Ghost doesn't care. Jesus doesn't care. God gets the glory. If we throw it up, He'll take it whichever way it gets thrown up. But I want to tell you, there's much that the Holy Spirit does. It was the Holy Spirit that impregnated Mary. It was the Holy Spirit that's given us the Bible. It's the Holy Spirit that hovered over this world when God said, let there be light. And He flicked the switch and the lights have been on ever since. And I want to tell you right now, that same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive right now. And He is real and is for you. This promise is for you. I just want you to close your eyes where you are for one minute. I'm still going to preach, but I want to take a minute. Just lift your hands where you are, if you can. Just ask the Holy Spirit to fill you right now. Just ask Him. Not your neighbor. I'm talking to you. Ask Him to fill you. Ask Him to touch you. for a minute there was just a little sila it's a promise of power one of the last things Jesus ever said he said you shall receive power you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you you shall receive power it's a promise of power secondly it's a promise of greater John 14, 12, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he also in greater works than these will he do because I go to the Father. Whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do. Greater works. 
You know, greater works doesn't mean more anointed than Jesus. Greater is the anointing that was on Jesus being multiplied to the church. What, what, see, see, when Jesus was in Capernaum, He was in Capernaum. He wasn't in Bethlehem. When He was in Bethlehem, He wasn't in Nazareth. When He was in Nazareth, He wasn't in Cana. Where He was, there He was. If He was in Galilee, He wasn't in Nazareth. Where He was, there He was. And the Spirit of God was upon Him and within Him. When He went to heaven, He said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And the power that was locked up in one person suddenly got on 120. And in, in three and a half years of ministry, Jesus built a church of 12, maybe even a church of 70. But in one day, when that, when that 120 got filled with the power of God, it multiplied to 3,000. Why? Because what was on Jesus got on, got on Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It got on Thaddeus. It got on Simon. It got, it got on Mary Magdalene. It got on Lazarus. It got on Mary, the mother of Jesus. It got on Mary. I think I already said Mary Magdalene. It got, it got on the whole crew of people and they got on fire for God in an upper room and they now carried the same power that Jesus carried. When He said greater, it doesn't mean you're going to go to Lark's Bay tonight and walk on water, but what it does mean is the same power that was on Him when He did that is now available to you. And church, I want to encourage you, let's never, let's never back off. I prayed this year that God had increase the spiritual temperature of this church and that we'd have a greater hunger there'd be a greater depth of the of the glory of God this means you it even means our worship team Joel Ari it even means the guys doing the cameras just maybe not too much tonight because we don't want you being slain we need you to film what takes place it's for our kids workers it's for our car park attendants it's for our board, it's for our eldership, it's for our pastors, it's for, it's for our volunteers, it's for those who call this place home, for the mums and the dads and the nanas and the poppers and the brothers and the sisters and the sons and the daughters. It's for the doctors and the nurses and the teachers and the stay-at-home mums and the stay-at-home dads. It's for the real estate agents, the insurance workers, the butchers, the bakers, the candlestick makers. It is for the paleontologists, the archaeologists, the oncologists and even the proctologists. It's for every single person that would dare to believe God and say, God, I need your anointing. I need your power. I need your spirit from reception to year one, to year two, to year three, to year four, to year five, year six, year seven, year eight, year nine, year 10, year 11, year 12, university, every season of your life, you need an anointing for the season that you're in. If you believe it, give God a loud shout of praise in here for just for every person and it's a promise of greater and when I think of greater coming upon us through the Holy Spirit it brings new meaning to John, 1 John 4 4 greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world Acts 4 33 with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and great grace was upon them why? because it's a promise of power. It's a promise of greater. Oh, there's a greater anointing if you want it, I tell you. There's a greater anointing if you dare to believe God. I, I feel like for me, I just want to be under a greater anointing. What kind? Pastor George, I'm not trying to get this church to be famous. I don't care. If anyone knows the name of Life Point, I pray that people that come in here don't leave 
with the name of life point on their lips. I pray they leave with the name of Jesus on their lips. I, I, don't, I, I pray that they don't leave with the name of a pastor. I don't want them to leave going, oh man, that sermon was great tonight. I want them to know, walk out of this place going, man, the anointing in that place. There's something in that place in the name of Jesus, something real, something powerful by the Spirit of God. And church, I'm hungrier than ever for the reign of heaven to fall in this place. Lord God, let us not just be another church just doing the same thing. God, do what you want to do here in the name of Jesus. Pour your Spirit out. Pour your Spirit out over this house in the name of Jesus as a promise of greater. I think I've covered this. Number three, it's a promise for all generations. Acts 2.39 is to you, your children and all who are afar off. Acts 1 and 8, you receive power in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the ends of the earth. In other words, for Adelaide. South Australia, for Australia, and to the ends of the earth. This is for you. It's for my kids. This is for James and Sam. They're my kids. It's for your kids. You might have some kids or grandkids that are just not where they need to be. This promise is to them. I feel like at church here, our job is to just work with the Lord to help His promises come to pass in our city for the glory of God. It's for you. You know, just across this room, I, I just feel like God wants to touch people. He wants to fill people. Maybe if the band can make their way back up, they're going to worship the Lord. If you're hungry, have you? How long since you've had an encounter with God? How long? since you've been under the power of the Holy Spirit? How long since your prayer language changed? Have you been doing the same tongue since 1985? When's the last time you got a prophetic word from God? When's the last time He whispered to your spirit? When's the last time you saw a miracle when you laid hands on somebody? When's the last time you sensed His anointing? Sometimes we come to church with our heads. It's the last time we came here with our spirit and said, God, do, do what you want to do. Have your way in this place. Have your way in my world. You know, I was at a church somewhere, if I said where it was, you know, it was the kind of church that most of you might know, but sitting in the service and worship's happening and they were singing, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here just before I got up to preach. I just felt in that room that there was faith for Him to be welcome in the atmosphere, but I felt like there was still a disconnect between the people and what God was doing in the room, saying, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. You're welcome in my heart. You're welcome in my world. You know, right across this place, I'm believing that God wants to do something. And we're going to sing healing is here one more time. And I just want to encourage you right across this place to press into God. I'm going to pray for people. Can we keep the house lights up for this part of the service? We're going to believe God for something to happen. Here And I just want to encourage you, lean into God, because tonight God wants to touch people. God wants to fill people. God wants to anoint people. He wants to pour His Spirit out over this place in the name of Jesus. If you dare to believe, can, let me tell you, we've got to learn to place a demand on the anointing. What are you wanting from God tonight in Jesus' name? Hey, just right across the room. I'll get you up on your feet in a second, but lift your hands where you are. Let His anointing just come.
Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it was an encouragement to you. If you'd like to know more about David and Donna, please visit our website, davidhall.com.au.